Welcome back to the Fuck You. Season one review. What up? Let's go. So excited. Right? So this time we are jumping into season one, episode seven with Juliana Brown. Honestly, such a smart cookie. I like, know. Genuinely felt so seen. <laughs> yeah. So blessed for that connection too. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so in her episode, she talks about her journey through CrossFit, um, her PhD research, and what it was like growing up in Maramara and moving through to Kirikiriroa. Juliana invites us in this first gym to consider how representation is vital in our daily walk. So the fact that like you get that whole, oh, you're like shoving it in our face or whatever because, mm. you know, you want to like have movies or be in like represented mm. in like media and stuff. And it's like your heteronormative cisgender stuff is so normalised in the media and that kind of thing that the reason that it feels like it's being shoved in your faces is because you've never fucking seen it before Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden it's there and it's not even normalised, it's just this one movie or this one representation in some kind of advert and you feel like you're dying because you have to see us (laughs) when actually we're human and we're here and you walk past us on the streets every fucking day and actually you kind of have to deal with the fact that we're here whether you like it or not. Following on from that, often white queer representation still centres whiteness, which bridges intersectionality in this next piece. And for a lot of people it was kind of like, well, my Māori tanga intersects with my queerness. And so, you know, I I want spaces that are representative of both and we don't necessarily have those spaces Mm. that are representative of both. Or another really big one was actually um, people on the autism spectrum saying, Mm -hmm. I don't have a safe space I can go because I can't, I don't feel comfortable going into rainbow spaces, but also there's not really a space for me where both of those things intersect. Often if equality feels like oppression, then you have experienced privilege, driving home the third gem, which actually privileges consideration. And if it's tiring for you to be a good human and point the odd thing out, imagine how fucking tiring it is for people that have to live like this every day of their lives. Just blows my mind every time I listen to this episode because I can identify with so much of it. Really? Really? You're (laughs) gay? (laughs) Sorry if you didn't already know. Delicious. Um, I think when we talk about intersectional spaces and the un, the marked or the unmarked, it's still centering, like even in queer spaces, we're still centering white queerness. <gasps> and in like our representation in media, yeah, it's cool that we're there, but so often it's white queer people that are represented. And then I feel like it, people who are at the table of decisions have been like, Yes, we need to tick our diversity box. They have one like queer white person, and they're like, oh yeah, cool. That's that whole community sorted. Mm. I was like, do you actually know how many nuances are in there? And this is the kind of the um, example that we used a lot in season one of like community versus communities. Mm. Of yeah, for example, like a a white cisgendered lesbian. Those are three different things. And if we swap out one of them, the experience is so different. Mm. Particularly if we swap out for someone who is not white. Mm. That is such a different experience from what I have perceived. Mm. And I obviously I can't speak on that because I am white. Um, but yeah, I've seen 
my friends who identify really similarly to me yet aren't white and their experience in the world is a lot different to mine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Echo all of that. Um, for me, it's it's more so around, like to me, all of this always brings up the historical um, the historical recipe for this, because I feel um, the system that's at play wants us to play oppression language and oppression Olympics. Yeah, for sure. And because when when like a lot of us don't know the historical like relevance of this, um, this this complex interwoven system. Mm-hmm. Um, like us, the, us the low, yeah, the low hanging fruits would be to actually be like, actually, my oppression is more than yours. Mm-hmm. So you need to humble, or you need to sit yourself down. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, the like it's if if we look at it, like it's all of us against the oppression, like the system, mm-hmm. and the the system is actually not bad. It's the way that the system needs to be added value to, so that the system can support us, as opposed to we having to support the system. Because mm. I feel like my whole focado around the system is the systems aren't bad. Like businesses aren't bad and, and, and structures aren't bad. Um, structures are there so that we can have conversations so that they can better serve us. Mm-hmm. And those conversations are be, being misconstrued in, in, in the politics or in the, in, the, in the privileging of one versus the other. And I'm like, it's, it's not that at all for me. I think I feel for me is that um, because the historical grievances hasn't actually been met, Mm. and people don't understand the rich history of how this has played out, the system has played out and, and privileged certain voices over the others and certain communities over the others and you know the whole minority-majority mi- minority conversation. And I'm like, actually, if we look and pierce, piercingly through all of this, it's, mm. not, it's not the system's fault. It's the system gets induced by the humans. Yeah. And because the humans are trying to play oppression, uh, oppress, uh, op- oppression Olympics – the system is now the like the the third agent of being like it's the system's fault and I'm like no nah, you just found another escape code yeah to, to it's the people in the system ah and well or I think for me it's the people that are at the table of decisions because if we had more people from different walks of life at that table rather than the same group often represented all the time. Mm then obviously they're going to make decisions from their worldview mm. that serve people with a similar worldview or similar experiences within the world. I yeah. agree to a certain extent. I think f- I feel for me it's more around education more than the lived experience or the different diversities in the, in the people because I feel like the education isn't there. Mm. So the, because the education isn't there, regardless of who you're on, who's on the table – they're only going to privilege their own historical. So it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter about the diversity. Mm. To me, it's about the education around the historical grievances and how how it's interwoven in that in in, in that complexity. Uh-huh. And because, like, I don't feel like diversity is the answer. And, and this is a really fringing conversation for me. Diversity isn't <laughs> the answer. Let's go. Yeah, diversity isn't the answer. I feel for me, um, diversity is almost like our low hanging fruit of being like actually, it's education and diversity. And, yeah. and, and, and 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 how education actually has helped us to either privilege or not privilege things. Because to me, it's like the people in the room aren't actually the pro- – like, to me, it's not that at all. I feel, yeah. for me, that's the that's almost like the low-hanging fruit of that conversation. The high-hanging fruit is that um, because people aren't 
getting the education that they need from their conditioning, mm-hmm. they're then perpetuating that oppress- oppressive language to try and yeah. win that fight individually. I get what you're saying, but I also think, I also feel that the people doing the education have to be, or it's more beneficial for the person that's doing the educating to be someone who has experience in that space. Because for me, if someone, if a straight, white, cis, or not even, just not, okay. For me, if a straight person started doing education on queer topics, that wouldn't quite sit right with me. Yes, thank you for wanting to be a great ally, but where did you get your information from? It just doesn't quite sit right. Like it would be like if me as a Pakeha person went in and it's like, this is what Te Māori is, as an education piece. Mm. And so I agree with that. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I feel like we're on, we're on two two different spectrums of 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 the same conversation. Like yeah. for me, that privileges the now. Whereas yeah. for me, I'm like, because we are all uncertain of the right answer. Mm-hmm. And we are all ignorant to the right answer. Yeah. What you're catering to is lived experiences within the right answer based on what we know. Ooh. What I'm catering to is what I like. So it's not a it's not a but. What it's I'm catering to is is that what if radically we all just admitted that we all don't know the right answer in <laughs> the room yeah. and we all worked with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I don't, I don't want to limit people who don't know. Because I'm like, if we, if we're being honest, mm. everybody is up in the room not knowing what they're saying. Yeah, for sure. And they're speaking of their lived experiences, which has a historical historical grievances, which has historical trauma, which has historical interweaving into society. And I'm like, how could we trust even our lived experiences to be true? Mm. And then, f- like, and I'm like, this. Okay, so you're gonna go up there and privilege Pacifica issues only. And yeah, there's 100% a need for that. I, I'm not denying that. Mm. I'm just saying that privileging Pacifica issues is completely detrimental to the Pacifica people if they don't actually have the resources to support that. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that... Oh, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I haven't finished, but you go. <laughs> you go. I think one works with the other, both and, mm. not this or that and I think that's kind of what we're dancing around in this conversation is your piece yes my piece yes how does that work together rather than just yours or just mine Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of what what that flowetry and the what's the word I'm trying to find the like harmony would look like or could look like if we acknowledge ancestral grievances while still operating in this realm mm. yeah i think different approaches for the same scenario yeah to for me, sure to me i'm like that your approach privileges certainty and i'm like there's no such thing as certainty my approach Ooh. privileges ignorance as the connector and yours wow. is like oh no we have to have a lived experience and i'm like i don't think that's i feel like having a lived experience is one intelligence yeah and I'm not saying so. I'm not saying that the, uh, the radical answer is not having someone in the room that has a living. I'm like, have, mm. like actually just exploring the ocean of ignorance yeah. in that space together. Because mm. yeah. like that's where mm. hearts move. That yeah. like to me, I'm like that's where hearts move. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like 
to me to say even one person's got it right. And I'm like, oh no, objective truths are not a th- like. Well, especially when it comes to lived experiences, I'm like, objective truth is not a thing. Mm. Like a truth that pierces through everybody's um story at at at, at, a, at a at a high frequency level. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think this consciousness is ready for that <laughs> um, at all. Nah. But yeah, so that's, that's where I'm like, um, wow, I love how we just went for a massive tangent. I know. <laughs> Thanks for sparking that, Juliana. That was amazing. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. Totally, totally respect Juliana for even having these brave conversations. Yeah, for like, sure. Bringing it back to her, um, I'm so, like, she evokes so many questionings for me. Yeah. I am like, I'm like, I don't feel like I know this. Mm. And I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with the inaction that I'm at. Oh, mm. okay. I'm so okay with not knowing. I'm not okay with the inaction. <laughs> so if you want to jump in on the conversation around Juliana's episode or this tangent that we yeah. just <laughs> went on, please jump on in in the comments, like all over. Yes. Very much. 